Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome. Here we are again. (laughs) I know I don't sound too excited because, well, I'm not. Anyway, it's June 30th. Well, June's almost behind us. And um, it's Tuesday. So Susan should be on the line. Susan? Yes? Uh, How are you? I'm okay. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, I think we can we could admit that we spoke briefly last night, and you and you threw the ball to me and said, "I'm so sick of talking about this, and I can't then look for something cheerful." Well, I want you to know, I have been up since about five thirty <laughs> looking for something cheerful, and the closest and, I could come to are flying snakes, which doesn't seem particularly cheerful to me at all. Flying snakes. Yeah, cool. Huh? Where are they? Just so they're yeah. not around here. Where no, are they? In, they're in Asia, in jungles in Asia. And, and they really fly, or they well, just, that uh, what they they, I, they it's it's well, one would think that they were leaping or maybe even falling, but um, it, it, they are doing it across distances of sixty feet. Um, Whoa! So yeah, they're they're. I mean it. They are they're gliding as much as they are flying. Yeah, I mean, because, because they don't go up, but they can propel forward further than they should be able to. And if you watch them doing it, they are wiggling as if you would think it, they were uh-huh. moving on the ground. But uh, they, you know, some crazy people took five of these things and put them in a special box and created fake trees and uh, and then you know photographed them and slowed it down and in fact everything is undulating and moving and creating aerodynamics in order to increase the glide and the shape of the underbelly changes and the shape of the overscales change. I mean it's all very interesting but it's not you know it's just But it's plan. not it, it was this is not something that people didn't know about it's just um No it's just that you know when you saw the snake doing that and you sat there and said is that falling or is that flying and how did it go that far someone you know decided to answer Somebody the figured it out yeah right. Well that's pretty cool I also um Try. But I have to admit that's that's a little that's a little meager for being at it since five. <laughs> well, you know the thing is it's it's not about anything having to do with all the horrors. So um, no, I find and actually um, I found one thing too, and it, it it's sort of in the same um, I guess sort of realm of science, um, and. Uh, it is that is this is a positive about uh the pandemic <laughs> a positive about the pandemic is since fewer people are traveling in the United States this is only about the United States they are not spending time in hotels and um motels and things like that and so it is expected that fewer people will be infested with bed bugs. 
during the pandemic. Oh, you mean the pandemic is hard on bed bugs? <laughs> well, it's not that it's hard on them. It's that we're not, you right know, they enough. come, yeah, they travel with us. They get in our luggage and our clothes and then they come home with us. And apparently, no, nothing's hard on bed, bed bugs. They, they've been around for, uh, uh, you know, millennia. Yeah, they don't like extreme heat. That's how you kill them. You, you, you put a big bag around your room and you heat it up to 100,000 degrees and then they die. <laughs> oh, well, thank God that's one thing I've never had to, to deal with. But it did say Throw in the article. over your shoulder, spit, do whatever you have to do. I'll tell you, the, um, they do list the most bed bug infested uh, cities in America. You want to hear them? Well, Chicago's got to be up there. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, first is Washington, D.C. Well, you know, with all the vermin there, what do you think? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, big shocker there. Yeah, right. Followed by Baltimore, which probably, you know, gets them from well, Washington, D.C. They're right next to Washington. I know. Right? I know. Baltimore, poor Baltimore. Anyway, and coming in third, Susan, yes, of your uh, Chicago, and uh, and then Los Angeles, and then for some reason, Columbus, Ohio. And only then do we get to New York City. So, just saying. Oh, God. That was my good news. Um, that's how pathetic things are. And it's I have pathetic. to tell you. Yeah, I have to tell you. I, I'm sitting here. I normally am surrounded by, you know, tons of scraps of paper with highlighted things. And um, I got next to nothing here. And I, I realize that I'm just sort of, running out of steam <laughs> and um you know because well, I'm so stuck we're at- going to put the challenge out to whoever is listening here that if you've got something entertaining do us a favor and call although and i would and i think we ought to you know we ought to start looking for the bright sides to pandemics i mean we know that one of them is that it has um totally taken away the difference between distant loved ones and friends and nearby loved ones and friends because they are all the same distance away, which is mm-hmm. to say not with you. Yeah. So it brings the far away ones so much closer. I mean, really, I, it, for me, it's been, for me who fled her home, five years, six years ago, or five years ago, you know, it reminded me that, no, everybody's still where they belong, and they're all still there, and I can access them whenever I need or want them. You know, that was mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an important lesson to all of us. Mm-hmm. This is true. And I also think, here's another positive, um, I think the enforced slowing down of our hectic run, 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 get, 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 bye, 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 lives, um, has been a good thing. Um, although it's trashed the economy. Um, but our economy is built on this sort of over Our economy is built on unnecessary. Over Yeah. Right. Right. And it would help us all to, to, to figure this out better. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, we really should be writing down lessons from the pandemic. Can we, can we, can we take them 
forward. And then I was reading a letter in uh, what uh, what is not Anne Lamb, Dear Abby, I guess it is now, or whoever it is, but some man complaining that he was worried about his wife because she used to take such care with her appearance, and now she doesn't put on makeup, and she's wearing the same thing all the time, and she doesn't get all gussied up for him, and he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And my reaction was, Tough. And what do you do for her? Yeah, what's he doing different? Is he putting on mascara, doing his nails, putting on lipstick, tarting himself up in order to make himself attractive and different from the way he looks for his wife? Exactly. No, that is such a positive. I, who would never, never walk out my front door without makeup on, never um do it now constantly do not wear any makeup um and at first i found looking at myself a little difficult and little by little i now you learn look at to myself, accept the way you look yeah look. i think there i am it's and okay. i look just fine yeah this is what i look like and I don't have, and I'm even, you know, I don't have polish on my on my toenails, on my fingernails, no. and they look fine. I mean, my feet look like hell no matter what I do, but, you know, fine. Just fine. And the right. amount of time. And money. Uh, and, and money. Boy, I bet cosmetics companies are, are terrified. I don't mean to kill all these businesses, but I would like to say to man, to men who are thinking about complaining that their wives are walking around happily au natural, <laughs> that that's exactly the way you should love her. That's exactly that's she the is. way you should find her the most attractive. There she is. And you, when she ha- feels that she has to paint herself, your loving response should be, why would you do that? You're beautiful. That's well, we've how been we should be walking well, around. We've all Well, been no, I mean, I've got a cousin that I have a cousin. You know, you, I started, I was ahead of my time. I stopped wearing my makeup when I noticed it just settled in the cracks, and I no longer thought it made me look any better. Mm-hmm. And I And I thought, well, I'll just stop this nonsense. What do I care anyway? And I, there has been more than, well, no, there was principally one male cousin that found it important to remind me that I looked better with makeup. And I finally looked at her and I said, well, to you, I said, oh. I'm sorry. You know, I can imagine who this You'll is. Have to, you Do I know who this is? Sure. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> she who has all the answers, right. She's yeah, just being I mean, helpful. He's being helpful. And, <laughs> and you know, and we'll forget the point that this is a person that is well into his um, ninth oh, de- him. decade. Him. Oh, okay. I thought ninth it was. Ninth decade, his wife. Nice. Yes. Well, I'm sure they both agree. <laughs> right, right. Okay. <laughs> With coal black hair and not a wrinkle on his face, you know, and thinks that nobody can imagine that he's. Old. Not 40. I don't know. Well, so all of that is... So um, I think this is all good. I really do. You know, let's go back 
and reprioritize. And when we find that, we'll find out, oh, we don't, look at how much money we just saved. I mean, I'm serious. Look at how much, women were getting weekly manicures. Uh, Let's just give them monthly pedicures, although women were going in every two weeks. Uh, Their hair colored, done, cut. I have a friend who's using this time to blissfully go gray. Yeah. And she had not, and you know what? She looks fantastic. She's loving it. And I think a lot of women are doing that now. Let's all use this time to become who we really are without artists, yeah. right? I know. A lot of my, yes, a lot of my friends, and I have, I do have friends that are older than I, and, you know, and I, I've been. Their hair has gotten, you know, um, blonder and browner as mine got grayer and grayer. And finally, during this, they too have, you know, been forced to lose the color, and are finding out, much to their amazement, that what is underneath is beautiful. Yeah, right. And that there's nothing wrong if you're 75 with having beautiful natural hair. I just I hate all of this crap. I know. Well, although the I, the Fab Five, what's his name, the the guy that does the hair that everybody just loves these days, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Jonathan Von Ness is his name, but wow. he, he he said that he came out for women going gray too. Just be who you are. It's not you know, just be who you are. There you go. Just artifice. Artifice. Down with artifice. Who's that? Okay, so Bree writes, do not he's he's in Malaysia. Don't worry about the bed bugs, they'll survive. That's true. I am worrying about them, believe me, and await their next opportunity. <laughs> I'm sure they can survive for some ungodly length of time without sustenance. Actually that is absolutely true and there's um, well, there's also, uh, you know, 10, uh, uh, 10 centuries worth of uh, skin in any hotel mattress for them to live off of indefinitely. I think they want blood, though, don't they? They want blood. But it says right here in that article that bed bugs can live for many months without feeding on human blood. Many months. So they'll wait for us. <laughs> they'll be fine. Uh, Bree says we had bed bugs in Dubai, but our place was super minimalist. So we were able to eradicate them with that with relative ease. Well, that's another good reason for not like having too many material objects. If you have to fumigate a place. No, or throw out your furniture and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And he also says, I also read about the sliding or flying snakes. And in other news, Blackpink, one word, has set a new YouTube record for most watched video. I don't know who Blackpink is. Well, if we watch, we'll we'll increase his record and we'll find out, or its record, or their record. Blackpink. Well, I, I can't. I can't be looking it up. As um, oh well. Anyway, um, I can. Although you can, <laughs> you go for it. Um, let's see. 
<laughs> Keep going. Black. Keep hey. going, Lynn. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know, because I, all I have here is, you know, the usual stuff and the usual suspects, and I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, uh, it, it's occurred to me that I, um, Black I might, Pink is a girl group. Okay. For, it looks like K-pop. They look Asian. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yep, K-pop. I was right. Blackpink is a South Korean girl group formed by YG Entertainment. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Well, good for them. I have to tell you, I watched. I think I told uh, said this yesterday, but uh, Sunday night, the Black Entertainment Television. Did you? I told Mom we goofed. We should have watched it. Oh, oh God. Now, it wasn't wall-to-wall wonderful. There were things where I thought, oh, come on. I didn't appreciate that or like that, but that's because it's a compilation of a lot of different artists doing their thing. Oh, my God. There was so much wonderful stuff. And I would suspect that if you go to BET.com, that you you could get it on demand or even CBS, which aired it on demand. Um, and I recommend, I mean, I didn't watch the entire thing, but just the first video alone <coughs> is worth it. It starts with, and I, apparently, this has been out there forever, but of course I'm not that with it. So I had never seen it. It starts with this young black boy who I later found out is named Kedron Bryant. And it's this really tight shot of his head and he's singing. And it is so that was that that's the first thing. And it, it is amazing. And it turns out he is an internet sensation because of that he put that out. And it's these, I don't know if he wrote it himself, but it's just the, talks one, the, the kids singing, I just want to live. Yes, I'm a young black man. I just want to live. Yeah. He's not, a, yeah. he's a 12 year old. I just want to live. And it is so powerful. And there are other wondrous things. I would just, if you can, because people are always saying, well, I don't know what to watch. Watch that, please. It is amazing. Amazing. Oh, well, Susan, they're closing the bars down here at five. That's the end of that. Well, uh, you know, here's the problem. Uh, and I was talking to a guy, another, you know, another plus of a pandemic, a guy that's sort of become my friend in the course of the pandemic, which is, who is McKim, the, the, the manager and family owner of, um, a centuries old hotel and restaurant in De Pere, Wisconsin, (coughs) excuse me, called the Union Hotel. And uh, which is, I guess, topical. But okay, so why was I telling you about McKim? Um, um, Something. Uh, he. Uh, what were you just talking about? 
Oh, that's not fair. Do you think oh, I yeah, know? We were just talking about black and we the BET Awards. And McKim, okay, so why did that bring up? Okay, never mind. I just no, I said the bar's comments. opening. Bar's opening. Oh, bar's opening. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, two old ladies trying to two old ladies, grab but that is, that's the, that's the connection that I needed. Okay, bar's opening. So yeah. he, he had been um, sustaining <laughs> his operation by doing – uh, they have a wonderful restaurant by doing takeout of the restaurant. And right. then Wisconsin started opening. And, you know, then he has to decide what to do. Uh, so he they have a very popular bar. I mean, a huge amount of income out of their bar. He was not opening the bar. And he was socially distancing. And tables. let's explain, this is not a bar where a bunch of 20-somethings hang. This is like a good old... Older people bar. This is, this is this is an older people sports bar before there was such a thing as an older people sports bar. It's got a little TV, you know, if it could have <laughs> rabbit ears on it, it would. <laughs> but it's yeah. in Green Bay, Wisconsin, so if it's during, you know, a game, there's got to be a, you've got to have it on. So there's this little TV there. But yes, it's it's older folk. It is, but it's I mean, I went to dinner there before my prom, to give you an idea of this place, and it was old then. The wallpaper on the dining room wall was new then, but it's the same now. <laughs> it's, hasn't I think it's changed. pretty. It's beautiful. It yeah. hasn't changed in the ensuing, uh, you know, 50-plus years. But anyway... He so I went by to pick up some takeout because I didn't care they were opening. I wasn't going, correct? And I said, "How's it going, McKim?" It through the window, and he he shrugged, and 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 he said what I always thought. He said the problem is that the people who are itching to come are exactly the ones you don't want. <laughs> There's a truth. <laughs> well, and it's true. He, what he meant yes. by that is the people that are least careful and most eager to start life again are the people that you would prefer stayed away. You'd like the ones that have been quarantining <laughs> to come in. But that's not how it works, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But he's been very careful because he just – he did. Nope. Can't. No one's coming to the bar, and uh, and there's just a couple of tables here and there. Yeah, that's and it. Hope, that is a you know, it's an iconic uh, place. Uh, been around for you said a. I mean, it's like 150 years. Easy. Well, the Union Hotel was built in 1854 uh, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's well. It's interesting. If you, it's you can go on, you can actually go on their Facebook page, the Union Hotel, De Pere, Wisconsin, and McKim, the guy that I'm talking about, has a series of historical videos uh, and and lessons about the hotel and the area, and they're they're fascinating. He's a historian. Yeah. It's so a wonderful anyway. little place. Anyway, yeah, so here a- uh, Chuck has come up. Thank you, Chuck. He says, some welcome side effects of the pandemic. More family time. 
Yeah. Doing nothing and not feeling bad about it. Yes. 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 No, I you. used to beat myself up if I spent you lazy an bitch. afternoon I would turn around doing calling nothing. myself names. You lazy, yes. good for nothing yes. piece And of now crap. I spend yeah. days on end doing nothing. <laughs> okay, he's got some more. Oh, these are good, Chuck. No daily commute. Yes. Breathing cleaner air. Yes. Ever so small slowing of climate change as a result. Uh, and again, he, he now that he was thinking about the air and some evidence that the ozone is repairing itself. And he said, getting to know your neighbors. He says, but for me, this hasn't been a negative as they are all Trumpsters. Yeah, that would that would be a negative. But um, absolutely, see those those are those are good things. Look at the look at the good things. Um, so yeah, the bars are reopening. That one of the uh, local uh, I mean, are closing are closing. Oh no! I'm sorry. Who died? Carl Reiner. Oh, well, he was, he 98. was 98. He's, yeah. Oh, oh, just what a wonderful character. For those who aren't placing him, I mean, he, he's a, he, he created he's the Dick Meat Van Dyke show. Dad. He's Meathead's dad. He's Meathead's dad. Yeah, but he he created the Dick Van Dyke show. He's funny as hell. Good friend of Mel Brooks. I mean, the and two Sid of them Caesar, together. They were the Sid oh. Caesar, Carl Reiner, and Mel Brooks were all just compatriots, uh, you know, and 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 writers oh. at the same time. He, but Carl Reiner was just a good guy. Oh, good guy. He was out there on Twitter too. I think he tweeted just the other day. I just no, saw he, a tweet. He was very active politically. He was going gangbusters right up until the end. Then God bless him. Okay, that's a life well lived. Uh, damn. But back to the uh, back to the bars closing down. Uh, a local columnist uh, and also a comedian. Uh, Gene Collier uh, wrote, um, it's the headline in the paper today is, are we too dumb to overcome coronavirus? <laughs> and, we just might be. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think we, uh, yeah, as he said, have we crossed the Rubicon where rampant community dumbassery now obliterates any way forward. And it's a question that some of us have been pondering. Are we, I mean, I keep saying all these idiots in this country well, are going we to got kill 40%, us all. Well, I think it's down to 36%, but about 30% uh, of the country. Like 40. Yeah. Okay, 40% of the country, really, their platform is fighting for their right to be dumbasses. Yeah. I mean, right down the line. I only want to believe in lies. I only want to, you know, I just want to have my guns. I don't want to, you know, you're wearing a mask as a political. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Anti-vaxxing. I mean, you know, it's just. Ugh. I know. I know. Anyway, he concludes, 
If our most recent <clears throat> existential crisis was World War II, give a thought now and again to the sacrifices our grandparents made. They worked on the clock for the water, ration gas, kerosene, shoes, sugar, coffee, meat, canned fish, cheese, canned milk, bicycles, typewriters, on and on. It is embarrassing. They did all that for four years while and not knowing what the outcome would be and losing their sons and daughters, you know, all the shit. And we can't even stay out of bars for four months or where. No, I mean, you know, I, I need a haircut. I want to get my nails done. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, I'm I'm looking for oh I don't have it I'm I'm looking for something that my my friend posted that she saw on uh, who knows Twitter or something and um, it is uh, a local a local uh, bar restaurant owner um, who is beside himself. Uh, about having to close down again and is defiant and is put out somewhere in Oakmont, for those of you, it was put out that um, he will stay open until 5 p.m. serving everybody. And then he calls the county executive, you know, names. And as if his freedom is being violated, I, what do these people don't understand about something bigger than their own? What do well, they and, But it also begs the question that, you know, that, that big stimulus program is coming to an end with something like $170 billion that never went out to people like him because they put so many restrictions on it that, that people were afraid to use it for fear that they get fined, have to give the money back. And so all these businesses that could have stayed closed and paid their employees and paid their rent and not suffered, you know, that was the intent. Never got to the money. $170 billion. billion. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. Yeah. And what did go out went to those big corporations for the most part. I know. Well, Sorry, I you can't. You, I'm sorry. You just can't do this without looping back to the central horror of the time that we are this huge country, 369 million people afloat on a totally rudderless ship. Yeah, it's scary. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. The EU has come out with a list of countries that they'll allow people to visit from, and of course, we're not on it. We are a pariah nation, um, which we should no, be. And I got a good friend who's, you know, who lived her life in in Italy, and whose son is uh, newly married, and whose wife is pregnant, and she's canceled her first trip. Now she has tickets to go to again. And even though she holds dual citizenship, she probably can't get... She probably can't go either because she's no. coming from this infested... She's coming from here. ...nation. Yeah. Um, 
Pam writes, good morning. Have you watched Afterlife on Netflix? It's Ricky Gervais, who has always made me nervous when I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he makes me nervous, too. He makes everybody nervous. seen him on an occasional award show. and he's, But in this, he's grieving the death of his wife. It's uproariously funny, <laughs> it seems like a thing, and devastatingly heart-wrenching, all within the confines of a 25-minute episode. Hmm. Might okay, be thank you. I'm, After, I'm, I'm, yeah, go that ahead. sounds like something you can, yeah, uproariously funny and devastatingly heart-wrenching. Because I love funny. to laugh cry. Yeah, and it's called um, <laughs> Afterlife on Netflix. And and then I love what Pam says after this. She says to me in closing, have a tolerable day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is so right on the money. <laughs> no, you know, every once in a while, I have these little things that run through my mind that don't make any sense. One of which is... Um, it's a good life. And, you know, I'll be living in, you know, I'll be stuck in Green Bay in the middle of the pandemic and I'll be walking down the hall thinking it's a good life and then go, what the hell do you mean? It's a good life. <laughs> but well, my, you know, my, my default brain waves are, it's a good life. It's okay. Everything's okay. I mean, I think it's sort of interesting. This is the inner working of my crazy head. It sends me these little messages every once in a while, and I never noticed them until they became like oxymoronic. <laughs> then I started to notice them. But I think it's like my brain chemistry. What do you think? It's probably your brain chemistry because you got a lot of serotonin going, which is not something I have going. No, no, I'm mother in that regard, yes. Right. Lucky you. So I just want to put in some context, I'm getting serious again for a second, um, what's happening now in uh, Allegheny County, where I suspect most of those listening live. <clears throat> um, the daily new case cases um, uh, have been just over the top. Um, uh, 95 on Saturday, 96 on Sunday. I might be getting these slightly wrong, 80-something uh, yesterday. And just so you know, so you can put those numbers in context, I happened to, while reading the New York Times today, see how these upticks in other places are causing great concern. And I see that in Tokyo, there is great concern because they logged 58 new cases yesterday. Guys, that's Tokyo. What the hell is the population of Tokyo? It's huge. Allegheny County? Not so much. Tokyo's concerned with 58 new cases. We have hundreds and hundreds just coming at us. They also stated that uh, um, in Victoria, Australia, that's an entire huge state, one of their states, they're concerned. 
75 new cases. So just to get your head around where we are right now. And the thing is, is we've all sort of gotten less concerned. You know, we've lived through three, four. This is now a more dangerous place than it has been since this began. Just want to reiterate that. Um, we have a uh, caller. Hello, caller. Good morning, Linda and Susan. Good, Good morning. morning. Well, continuing on this depressing theme, <clears throat> um, I'm sure the I'm sure both of you saw the uh, video of the guy shouting the white power. Uh, yeah. The other day, yeah, yeah. the president retweeted. Yeah. Well, there there was only one image over the past uh, few days <laughs> that was more apocalyptic in my mind than that, and I wanted to ask you: Did either of you see? The, sh the shot of the couple standing in front of their... Oh, sure. Sure. How could you miss that? Yeah. That's the, the image of St. Louis. That is the yes. totally accurate image of St. Louis. And those are two Democratic lawyers. They're Democrats? Yeah. They're Democrats. Well, I didn't Let's expel them. I didn't them. realize that was St. Louis. I, I wasn't sure what city that was in. But that That's St. Louis. St. Louis? That's mm -hmm. St. Louis, and that that is, there you go, folks. That's the totally accurate picture of St. Louis. Well, because as you, you've always said, it's a rich town, and it's filled with racists who belong to all parties, I guess, right? Yep. Well, and um, as the lawyer said this morning, just because they're melanin-challenged doesn't mean that they're racist. Oh, my God. Well, I have something else that their lawyer said. Listen to this. I mean, it's mind-blowing. What gall. Their lawyer, their lawyer writes, The peaceful protesters were not the subject of scorn or disdain by the couple. To the contrary, they were expecting and supportive of the message of the protesters. <laughs> <laughs> They were there oh, yeah. to protect them. Yeah, this is what I do, and I'm supportive. I yeah, I I point long guns and and pistols at at the people, and then the lawyer goes on to say it was actions of violence and destruction of property and acts of threatening aggression by a few commingling with the peaceful protesters, which is excuse me, bullshit. There was no no. Evidence whatsoever that those marchers were anything but consistently peaceful. And by the way, if the marchers were armed in St. Louis, they had every legal right. Right. Yeah, to they be. could have been. The Republican right. legislature made sure of that. And yeah. by the way, they didn't break in any gates. There's a pedestrian gate with a doorknob on it. Yes, they, they didn't break in. They walked right through. They weren't trespassing. They weren't doing anything. Well, they were trespassing. It's a private street. But, you know, that's... that's, that's oh, we... Well, my, my comment about that is, and then I have a question, Susan, for you, if you can answer it. My comment is, you know, when you just look at the expressions on their faces, 
I think you just have to be on some level sad that you can imagine how desperately afraid they are of life and to hide behind that fortress of a home and, and think that there is any safety to be had in that life. It's just really, it's really pathetic and really sad, I think. Uh, um, but, you know, but, but my question, Susan, is, you know, it's, it would be one thing for them to even, uh, somebody who, who is legally permitted to carry, but there were actually shots of her, the wife, pointing her handgun at <laughs> right. the front Right. I don't right at him. I'm looking at a picture right now. She's literally. No, no, no. no. She's and wiggling it at Adam if you watch the video. And there's one moment there where I was sort of praying she'd blow her own husband's head off. <clears throat> but that's what, if you interviewed the. legal in and of itself, is it? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, they're protecting. That's the castle doctrine. I mean, this is, this is saying they're Louis protecting their property. It's perfectly okay. I, they, I'm just telling you, those people are going, nothing's going to happen to them except for our complete national, you know, making them miserable. Because everybody in St. Louis, if you, if you Google the St. Louis Post Dispatch and read the article about it, you'll see 150 comments and they're all on their side. <laughs> and they say, Louis, wait a trespassing and then, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just telling you for any of you that think that this is a skewed view of my adopted home, St. Louis, this is about as factual as you get. It's an, it's a city that pretends like it's sophisticated and Eastern and it is about as everything <laughs> negative southern that you can get yeah yeah well that that's very sad and on that note i'll wish both of you a lovely day yeah now i'm <laughs> thank you and we All wish right. you a tolerable day well yeah thank yeah you. it, it, it did make you. leaving easy it's 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 sad but you know it, but i i want to stress these are democrats they gave to democrat causes we don't want them well, they're white people, and white people. There's tons of racists and lunatics in. They're American white people. No, I, I really think we can plumb this for, for more information. I think we can use this because these are people that I do believe, the day before they did this, pretended that they weren't racist. God Almighty! And maybe it'll help us all understand. That no matter how woke we think we are, Those and how not we think we are, Jesus. we need to. Yeah, they're inside. so woke. They had an arsenal in front of their, you know, like mansion. <laughs> Jesus, right. God. Well, thank you, caller. If I haven't before, thank you. Um, uh, the New York Times. Oh, and I'd also like to say that that fortress that they live in. Yeah, that's how they live in St. Louis. My sister yeah. can can get yeah, it There's all these big, huge. I mean, it's really repulsive. there are neighborhoods after neighborhoods after neighborhoods of faux mansions. Yeah, uh, for miles it's, in all directions I know. in so, St. Louis and yeah. St. Louis County. That it's the really treasure huge. is to find something that you and I would call a house. God, so. Um, New York Times, I love it, said this about 
them um, and the protesters, who, by the way, you know, you could see the fear on the protesters' the protesters faces. Protesters are and, terrified. They're mostly and the guys, and the guys uh, you know, the, the 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 people who are like marshals of the march, you know, saying, "Just keep moving, keep moving. Just you know, don't engage them. Keep moving," which they all do. So um, the um, the New York Times uh, said this: the confrontation which looked like something out of a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> and it does. Well, it does. It's it straight out of central casting with his pink shirt and his khaki shoes, barefoot, nonchalantly holding his submachine gun. And her, you know, strangely oh blonde. <laughs> and they're both personal injury lawyers. That's why they're Democrats, because that's what, you know, Republicans are always saying, tart reform, tart reform. It's what, you know, lawyers who are into making lots of money doing personal injury suits uh, love the Democratic Party. Isn't that right? Let me that's just say that other lawyers even call personal injury lawyers ambulance chasers. Yeah, no, really, bottom feeders generally. Not all, because if you Not have all. a person, I have no. a very good friend that's a bottom. Yeah, but I know plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Henry writes. I think one of the best things to come out of this pandemic is that companies are realizing their workers can be productive from home. This may be a negative for companies in the business of selling office space, but think of the reduced gas emissions. Think of the money companies will save on office space rent. I've been working from home since 2006, and some people will not have the discipline to make this work, but most will enjoy some wonderful freedoms if they can make it work. I've never missed one of my daughter's after-school soccer games, for example, the money you save in gas for your car alone is like getting a raise. The infrastructure for the remote office space model is getting an incredible boost from this pandemic. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And, you know, meanwhile, Henry. But can I just interrupt for a second and say, but he, one of the important things that he said is have the discipline to do it. Uh, yes. I've watched my son work from home for several years now, and I've and I've been amazed that he can just go up to his office and sit mm -hmm. there work. as if he's at his yeah. office and work. I would be so distracted by everything around me. So it does. It's a skill. I'll say that, but. Go ahead, Lynn. I yeah, no, I, I, I'm somebody who, you know, I don't know. I would need to have more structure myself. Um, uh, well, and there's also oh, I wanted to say, no, I wanted to say that spirit, what they're yeah. doing here, there's so much building going on um, here and in my neighborhood. And they just keep putting up more and more office buildings. And Maybe we should look at our homeless problem and turn some of them into houses. Yeah, just, I mean, what craziness. Well, we're going to have to uh, retrofit and reuse lots of these buildings anyway, and that's an obvious thing. Put people in them. Ah, look, somebody, Sharon, said, I just thought of two funny things. One, I remember when your dog... I think her name was Lucy, would run away every day and you would tell us about it <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> so that wasn't Lucy who ran away. That was, God, what was that dog? 
Who's that? Oh, that was the one you had to adopt out. And Fred. Fred story. Whiskers. Fred. Fred, Fred Whiskers. Whiskers. Fred Whiskers, who lasted all of a week or two with me. I mean, there was no way. Yeah, I opened the door, and I mean, I've tried. He was an escape artist. He was amazing. The cops knew him by sight. The animal control knew him. I once got a call from uh, from the Animal Rescue League saying, um, we have your dog here. And I said, no, he's in the backyard. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> he said, oh, there he's done it again. And what was weird, I can't quite remember the story, but it's when I was working at WTAE TV and radio, I guess. Um, and I came into, oh, I got rid of Fred Whiskers. I went on the air. I know the story. I, mean, I had, I had just, I had <laughs> adopted him because, you know, he had come, I think, on the show because um, I did this thing trying to get animals homes, and and I got, I took him home. And um, uh, what am I trying to say? And Fred, <laughs> Fred Whiskers, uh, it just wasn't working out. So I did a long mea culpa on the radio and saying, I have done what you're not supposed to do when you get a adopted animal, which is do it spur of the moment, not think clearly, and not be ready for, I said, I screwed up. And I've messed this poor dog up by bringing him to my house, and it's not working. And I'm I'm going to have to bring him back. And I really want one of you who has the capacity to deal with this escape artist to get him. He's a wonderful dog. So I brought him back, and I was told he was adopted out almost immediately. Cut to, what, three months later, maybe? I come to work, drive into the parking lot at, uh, at TAE, and there's a police car in front, and I go in, and the receptionist says, Oh, Lynn, there has been real trouble here. There's a guy who says he has Fred Whiskers, and you, I, I, somehow he wanted me to take him back. I don't know what. And he was, I can't remember this. All I know is I end up up on the second floor looking down at the parking lot where there are two now police cars and a convertible with Fred Whiskers sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy who was threatening me for some reason, I can't quite remember. He, he said wanted he to was, have joint custody with was, you. Was, joint custody, that was it. I can't remember. It was so bizarre. But he was threatening me and and poor Fred Whiskers. So, I, I, you know, Susan, my brain is just shot. I can't no, remember. No, well, that's what it was. He had adopted the dog with some... 
weird fantasy that you could that that you would you know share custody and he was doing you this favor and he had done it to get get, get close to you. It was weird. It was weird. Anyway, I remember the cops saying, you know, do you want to take out a PFA on this guy and blah, blah, blah. And I said, just make sure the dog's okay. Can you get the dog? Awful. So that was, and I to this day don't know what happened to Fred Whiskers. Oh, geez. Anyway, the, um, the, uh, who is What else was in that email? The other thing on the email is she she thought of two funny things. That was the one. Two, you went to dinner with two dear ladies I knew, the twins, Dory Rudolph and Naomi Cohen, and they told me they outdrank you that night. We <laughs> That takes some doing. We laughed about that for a long time. I loved those women, still feeling sad. Okay, Dory, these are two identical uh, twins, Dory and, and uh, Naomi, and they were beautiful, and they were um, well into their 80s when we had uh, dinner. It was them and me and um, a personal trainer who worked out them and me, and we went to this wonderful little restaurant where you have to bring your own liquor. So we brought, um, I think, two bottles of wine. And I have to tell you, at this point, Naomi was on oxygen. Um, well, you know, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> she was carrying a thing and had, you know, a tubes in her nose. And Dory was, and they were the funniest. We had the greatest dinner, but what ended up happening is I don't think we were halfway through and those two bottles were gone. And the trainer got up and left, went back to a state store and came back with, I think, two more bottles. And I'm there with these two 80-plus-year-old twins, one on oxygen, and a personal trainer and me, and we polished off four bottles of wine that night. I don't know who outdrank who, but I remember thinking, wow, these two old girls, man. And we had such a ball that night. And I'm sure people must have been looking at, you know, this table full of, well, old women, um, you know, getting plastered. Ugh. Anyway, Naomi died about five, six years ago, I think, and Dory just died. Um, I knew knew back pre-pandemic when I had passed from, you know, into old age cute when bartenders would start buying me drinks because of the way I could pour them down. (laughs) They just thought I was cute, you know. Look at that old broad drink! (laughs) Wait a minute. Mm. Leon in Georgia just sent me this. What does it say about us that, and then he has this headline, violinists tear gassed by riot police. Right. Oh, didn't you hear wait, about Wait, wait, wait. He says, what does it say about us that that is way down the list of news stories? <laughs> what? Where are violinists tear gassed by riot police? 
that was a um, a vigil for the for the kid that they killed. You know the the violent kid. There was a um, oh, in in outside Colorado. There was a oh, young, okay him. Uh, yes, okay. Yes, the guy Mr. that was all covered up in the mask because he yes, because yes, he yes. was a little nuts. Yeah, and he was always cold. And he and had his headphones them. on, and he didn't hear them when they stopped him right. first. And then they they put it they they blocked his carotid artery, and they killed him. Yeah. So they were holding a vigil in which oh. it was just a bunch of people playing classical violin music, and the next thing you need you hear are people screaming, "No, no, no!" And it and and they just stormtroopers. Effing marching in and tear gassing them and shooting. You couldn't. You you you. Not couldn't. shooting. Well, tear. You know, shooting tear. Yeah. Okay. Um. Good God. What is with these cops? You would My think. God. You would think that they would think three, four, five times before they they issued such an order to their cops. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not so naive as to think that these are just police officers that are doing it, you know, on their own. I don't. They're, they're being they're being given orders. I don't know. And there were also outside this this uh, this thing uh, several reports of of people that were police officers making fun of the proceedings. Mocking yes, I heard the that. They were well. Well, they went to where they killed the poor kid. And we're reenacting it or something, and I know now there's an investigation into that, but I didn't see they tear gas the people. Like, what the holy hell? Um, well, there's a lawsuit now pending uh, brought by protesters here who were tear gassed, um, and and the, initially the city, the cops, even the mayor who believed the cops, said that there hadn't been tear gas. And uh, now and later belatedly said, oops, I guess there was tear gas and there was no reason for it. It was pre any curfew or anything like that. There was no violence going on and uh, the city's being sued. Wonderful. Great. As well, they should be. Okay, Susan, we're running out of time, but I want to just note that this uh, abortion ruling uh, yesterday by the Supreme Court should in no way be, uh, should make, um, you know... Uh, no, I think he, it's more about Roberts uh, cementing his... Uh, he's just know. maneuvering. The fact he, of the matter is right. there are at least 16 abortion cases right now heading toward the Supreme Court. They are all in uh, the le- next uh, level down, the appeals courts, federal appeals courts. And... Um, Roberts clearly is going to do what he does, which is slowly, incrementally allow the chipping away of uh, women's ability for bodily autonomy. I think he also wants to chalk up some good press. I think he wants to take some heat off the, the, the court. I think he wants to try and position the court as if it is uh, not biased in any way and can behave itself in a court-like fashion. 
Um, I have, I take absolutely, I don't believe it for a second. No. Uh, to the extent that it inures to our benefit, I'll take it. But yes, I like but you don't think just, it means anything. No, it doesn't mean a damn thing, and this court is just waiting. But um, if you read the press, that's not what the press is saying. So he he was he 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 accomplished what he well, was trying to accomplish. No, I just for want to people make it who clear. aren't here. Yeah, but yeah. people who aren't paying attention, and you know, I, I ask you to look at the New York Times opinion piece today, which is headlined: "John Roberts is no pro-choice hero," and right. don't think for a minute he is. Also, I mean, this is a guy. I I can't believe the gall. There was an almost identical case, Susan. Right? Just he dissented. Where he he voted the other way. On no, 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 no. Is the, it was the Texas case that he cited as stare decisis, as in the thing has been decided, so we don't go back and re-decide the same case. We live by our decision. In that case, he, he was on the court, and yes. he wrote the dissent. <laughs> but, but that's why this is all legal sleight of hand. He wasn't saying, I think it's right. He wasn't saying, this is when he uses stare decisis. And he says th- that that is the court tries, does not, you know, decide the same case twice, absent totally, you know, different circumstances, which would mean it's not the same case. So in this case, it was essentially the same um, uh, legislation, which we know is true because these things come out of think tanks and then the Republican right, right. legislature is just, you know, right. rubber stamp it and in it goes. Right. So I'm sure it was word for word the same thing and it gave him the right to say, I'm not going to look at this right now. This is, this comes under the category of stare decisis. That way he gets credit for not, uh, you know, for, for overturning this law. And uh, you know, but he's, he's a really, smart cookie. Don't, he's he a is smart a smart cookie. cookie. He is manipulating. I just don't want yeah. anybody to be fooled by this yeah. or lulled into a feeling no. like it might all be okay. No, this no, is we're, not what we are looking at. And you can well, I hate to end by his by his case uh, by what he said. Okay, goodbye. No, no, I hate to end on this, but the the um, health department daily report has come out, guys. And it's the worst ever. Okay? Remember I was telling you Tokyo is freaking because they had 58 new cases yesterday. The huge metropolis of Tokyo. Well, uh, the today's report says there has been, a. this is since yesterday, 109 new cases reported. Now, uh, understand there's many more than that. These are the ones they know. 109 new cases. Nine more people hospitalized. And uh, they say the newest cases these hun- amongst these 109, uh, the people stricken range in age from 10 years old to 86 the median age of these 109 is 26. Well, 
closing the bars sounds to make sense. Yeah. God almighty. Okay, well, I'm sorry to have reported that, but there it is. Um, okay, guys. Okay, and Carl uh, Reiner died happily of natural causes. Oh, all. yeah, what a great guy. I can't wait to see his obit and be reminded of all the wondrous things. Yeah. And my heart goes out to his his son, Rob, and all yeah, the people. They should just who feel gratitude him. for having had him for this mm-hmm. long and for... And be right. fortunate enough to have that wonderful person as a dad and a husband mm-hmm. and a grandfather. And to have him have him with his head totally screwed on for ninety eight years. That's just wonderful. All right. Okay, All right. Sue. Okay, bye. Be tolerable. <laughs> you too. Bye. I'm not so good at that. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, and I I wish a tolerable day to all of you, and I'll I'll maybe come back tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host, and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.